discover the inherent power of God in you. Whether there are challenges or not, we are still the same, we are constant. God is constant, God does not change. And that is the life that we have received. He says Jesus Christ is the same yesterday, today and forever. That is the same life we have also received. We are also the same yesterday, today and forever. What kind of life? We, we, we are the same because we have the same life with Christ. So when you think about God, think about you. Because everything he is, that is why he told Abraham, he said, I am your, your exceeding great reward. God gave himself as a reward to Abraham. And we are the seed of Abraham. Therefore, we have inherited God himself. Listen to Pastor Oti Boateng as Christ is magnified. Praise the Lord. I'm glad to be in church. Father, thank you for this morning. Thank you for your Holy Spirit. Thank you for your blessings. Thank you for the grace that we enjoy. Thank you for your love. Thank you for your kindness. Thank you that your word proceeds with power, with strength, and changes our lives. Even in Jesus' name. We receive your word with meekness and with gladness. In Jesus' name. Amen. Amen. Wow. Tell me about your looking denim. They're looking very nice. Hallelujah. So, um, you're welcome to the very first Sunday of our eight Sundays of real joy in the Holy Ghost. Hallelujah. And I'm going to be sharing on a number of things with you that I believe is going to really help you. Today, I'm sharing on the power of the new birth. Say the power of the new birth. The power of the new birth. You know, knowledge of the truth. Knowledge of the truth is a source of real power. Okay? Knowledge of the truth. A source of real power. When you know the truth and you act on it, you... You receive results. The Bible says that for the lack of knowledge, my people perish. Have you read it before? Where is it found? Isaiah chapter 4, verse 6. Let's start from there. Isaiah 4, 6. My people are destroyed for lack of knowledge. This is God talking. He says, my people are destroyed for lack of knowledge. My people are cut short or are cut off from my blessings all because of a lack of knowledge. So, if a Christian is struggling, it's, it's strictly because of knowledge. Because of something he or she does not know. There are Christians who know what they are supposed to do, but never do it. Do you see? So, knowledge plus action is what brings you results. That's what brings you real power. That's what brings you real change. Power is... What is power? The ability to cause a change, right? Isn't it? Okay. The ability to cause a change, to, to make things work. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Since my people are destroyed for not, lack of knowledge. Lack of knowledge. The knowledge is very, very important. For a child of God to do well, he needs to know certain things. He needs to know the word. And not just know it in his head. He, needs to, he or she needs to act on what he knows. The difference between one Christian who is doing well and the other who is not doing well is knowledge. That is how even the world is. Okay? Those who are into innovation, 
and all of that. Get to know certain things that others do not know. Every company has trade secrets. Coca-Cola has a formula that must not be disclosed to just anybody. People are trying. People have done cola drinks over the years, but it doesn't taste like Coca-Cola. Is it true? Yes, because Coca-Cola has a certain knowledge that the others do not have. Hallelujah. So for things to work in your life in a certain way, you need, if, if, the, if the Christian work is going to be wonderful and smooth for you, you need knowledge of God's word. You see, you need real knowledge of God's word. And it says, for my, my people are destroyed for lack, of, for lack of knowledge. Because thou hast rejected knowledge, I will also reject thee, that thou shalt be no, more, no priest to me, seeing thou hast forgotten the law of thy, of thy God. I will also forget your children. Wow. Say knowledge. It's very important. Look at John chapter 8, verse 31. Jesus said, but you shall know the truth. Okay. Then said Jesus to those Jews which believed on him, if you continue in my way, then are ye my disciples indeed. If you continue in my way, then are ye my disciples indeed. Next verse. And you shall know the truth. You shall know the truth. The word truth is aletheia. The reality, you shall know the truth, and the truth shall make you free. The truth shall make you free. So what, what makes you free, or what delivers you, okay? If a Christian needs deliverance, it's deliverance of knowledge. Tell me about if a Christian needs deliverance. He needs deliverance of knowledge. Yes. A renewal of the mind. He needs deliverance of the knowledge. It is, it is knowledge... That makes a difference in your life. Knowledge of God's word is what makes a difference in your life. And acting on the knowledge of God that you have. Are you understanding? Look at Proverbs. Proverbs chapter 11. Verse 9. Proverbs 11. Verse 9. The truth shall make you free. The truth shall, it's not set you free. It's to make you free. You can be set free in a prison house. But then you will, not, you, you will be bound in your mind. Or you will not move out of the prison house. Hallelujah. Yes. But the truth of God's word makes you free. It, it takes the shackles off your, your feet, your hands, and takes you out of the prison and brings you into your inheritance. You see? An hypocrite with his mouth, Hebrews 11 verse 9, an hypocrite with his mouth destroys his neighbor. Hmm? So don't use your mouth to destroy your neighbor. Your neighbor, don't use your mouth to destroy me. Use your mouth to bless me. Don't use your mouth to destroy me. Hey, have you heard? Have you heard? Have you heard? Did you hear what happened to this girl? Did you hear what happened to this boy? You know, it's not necessary. Eh? Don't let your life be, be like a, that of an animal. Yeah, that is basic animalistic instincts. Live above those things. Yes, live above those things. If you heard something about somebody... That is bad. Don't transfer it to another person. Don't worry another person's mind and heart with what you say. Hey, have you heard? Do you hear? Do you hear this? It's not necessary. How does that promote godliness in any way? That does not promote godliness in any way. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Praise the Lord. Hallelujah. Do you like what I'm sharing with you? Hallelujah. Then it says, but through knowledge shall the just be delivered. Who is the just? The just the righteous one. Are you the righteousness of God? By virtue of Jesus' action on us, we have been made the righteousness of God. 
Now, all Christians, as soon as you get born again, you become the just, you become the righteous one. Okay? Are you born again? You are the righteousness of God in Christ Jesus. You are accepted before God. God thinks that you are good. And God thinks that you are acceptable to him. Why? Because of Jesus Christ. Because of what Jesus did, you are accepted and acceptable before the Lord. Hallelujah. Don't think your acceptance before the Lord is based on your actions, what you do or do not do. It's important you act right. But your acceptability before the Lord is not on the basis or on the premise of your acts of goodness or your acts of badness. Praise the Lord. So he says, all the just ones, all Christians shall be delivered. Eh? The just shall be delivered from what? Delivered from his trouble into his inheritance. Delivered from his challenges into his inheritance. Delivered from depression into joy. Delivered from sickness into health. Delivered from poverty into, into prosperity. Delivered from weakness into strength. Delivered from darkness into light. Delivered from failure into success. Do you see what I'm talking about? So a, a Christian, if a Christian needs deliverance, it's not from death to life because death to life has already happened in Christ. That's why I didn't mention it. Death to life has already happened. Okay? By virtue of you believing in Jesus Christ. John 5. Verily, verily, I say unto you, he that heareth my word and believeth on him that sent me has everlasting life and shall not come into darkness, but is passed from death unto life. So, immediately you believe in Jesus Christ, you pass from death unto life. But if you don't know it, you still be living in darkness. Do you see? That is why you need knowledge of God's word. Knowledge of God's word is so important. How are doctors made? Doctors are made by books. Isn't it? That is how you make a doctor. Any of us can become a doctor. Just learn. Learn the books that they learn. How are lawyers made? Lawyers are made by reading. Books. How are engineers made? Engineers are made by books. Every profession you can think about, it's not a talent. That you have a talent to be a doctor. No. If you have talent to be a doctor and you don't know the books, you don't know what the books are saying, forget it. You will kill somebody. You will kill, you will kill somebody very easily. Is it true? No. Yes. She's starting to be a doctor. She doesn't have any bone of doctor in her. At a point in time in her life, she didn't want to be, she didn't want to do it. Yeah, but she's going to be. Because she's learning. Hey. Books. Studying. Same thing. The knowledge of God's word is what makes you a spiritual giant and makes you succeed in life. Without knowledge of God's word, forget it. Hallelujah. So through knowledge, say through knowledge, shall my righteous ones be delivered. Are you born again? You may be born again and be walking in a certain kind of darkness in your life. Or you may have certain challenges. That what will cause you to come out of a challenge is not any other thing apart from the word of God. John chapter, look at John chapter 8, verse 12. This is Jesus talking. Then spake Jesus again unto them, saying, I am the light of this world. He that followeth me shall not walk in darkness, 
but shall have the light of life. I am the light of this world. I am the light. I'm the one who brings illumination. <laughs> I am the light of this world. You want to walk in light? You need me. How many of you want to walk in light? What is light? Without light, none of us will be here. We need the light of the sun to be able to see and be able to move. Hallelujah. This is how people are struggling in life because they don't have light. If you don't have light, you're in trouble. You'll be going around in circles in your life. You want to find a wife. You can't find a wife. That's how you'll be finding a wife. You want a good career. This is how you'll be getting your good career. You want to prosper. This is how you'll be prospering. This is, this is it. This is it. You are looking for prosperity. You want help. This is how you... This, this, is, this will be your help. Listen. Without light, eh, you are joking. Oh. You are a joker. And this is how people are moving in life. Oh. Yes. 20 years, 30 years, 50 years. Their entire life. And then they get out of the system. Jesus said, me, I am the light of the world. Yeah, I am the light of the world. The one who follows me shall never walk in darkness, but shall have the light of life. You need light for life, for real life. And Jesus is that light. Do you see? Yes. And Jesus said, you shall know the truth, and the truth shall make you free. Who is the truth? Jesus is truth. John chapter 14, verse 6. I am the way, the truth, and the life. I am the way, the truth. Jesus said unto him, I am the way, the truth, and the life. No man cometh unto the Father, but by me. You can't go to the Father, but by Jesus. And you can't go in life, but by Jesus. So knowledge of him is what makes your life different. Knowledge of him is what makes your life get better. Without him, you can't, you can't go. I see what I'm talking about. It's so important. Someone will be walking in the dark. A child of God is walking in darkness with respect to his marriage. And so he will end up choosing a lady who will be a problem for him for the rest of his life. Yes. A lady will get him into prison. Very easily. Because you, you would want to kill her. And you attempt killing her. Attempted murder. And you'll be in prison for the rest of your life. So her, her job in your life is to put you behind bars. That's the reason why she has come. But she came with big buttons, big breasts, big everything. Just like you like. With big problems. Hallelujah. Some will be walking in darkness with respect to his job. So today he'll do this, tomorrow he'll do this, tomorrow today he'll do this. You know, you know you, you, you are destined for something great. But... It's like you can't seem to reach it. You can't seem to reach it. Because you're working in darkness with respect to your employment, with your job, with your career, what you, what you are supposed to be doing with your life. You need Jesus. Tell me about you need Jesus. Yeah. It's called knowledge of him. Knowledge of him. Knowledge of him. Knowledge of Jesus. The more you get to know him, the more your eyes open. Yes. Yes. The more your eyes open. And the more you know what to do. You will just know what to do. You just know what choice to make. You just know what to do. I mean, we, we don't know how it works, but we just know, you will just know that you need to do this. I need to pick this one. I need to talk to this one. I need to show up here. Your joy will not be short-circuited. Your joy will always be there. Yes. Even when you find yourself in trouble, you will not be afraid. Why? Because he's with you. You know that he's with you. 
Knowledge is so important. We can't, we can't underestimate it. Knowledge of God acted upon is what brings the change. Knowledge of God acted upon. A lot of us know, but when the challenge comes, we don't act on it. That's where the problem is. You must learn to act on God's word. Second Peter 1, 1 and 2. Simon Peter, servant and apostle of Jesus Christ, to them that have obtained like precious faith, with us through the righteousness of God and our Savior Jesus Christ. Then it says, grace and peace be multiplied unto you. How? Through the knowledge of God and through the knowledge of our Lord and Savior Jesus Christ. He says grace can be multiplied to you. What is grace? Grace is ability. Grace is beauty. Grace is resplendence. Grace is pleasantness. Grace is acceptability. You go for the job interview, you are just, you are just accepted. I don't know if you've noticed that some people don't like you just because of your face. Or rather, you don't like some people just because, I mean, you don't like them because just by mere appearance, you don't really, I'm not interested. Have you, have you seen some before? Grace is what makes your face acceptable. When they see your face, they like you. Oh, come, come, I want you to, I want you to come and do this for me. Grace will cause you to be invited. You see, yes, it's a force. It's a force that causes you to be invited to higher tables, to higher places. That's what causes you to be promoted. Grace is what gives you the ability to do. Without grace, you can't accomplish anything. Paul said, I am what I am by the grace of God. Grace is what makes you what you are supposed to be. And grace is what makes you accomplish what you are supposed to accomplish. 1 Corinthians chapter 15, verse 10. But by the grace of God, I am what I am. He says, by the grace of God, I, I am what I am. The poor we know became poor because of the grace of God. It's the grace of God that made him poor. It made him do the things he did. He did. Make him go to the places he went to. You see, by, by the grace of God, I am what I am. And his grace was, which was bestowed upon me was not in vain. But I labored more abundantly than they all, yet not I, but the grace of God which was with me. The grace of God made me labor, made me do the thing I did. You cannot do what God wants you to do without the grace of God. You cannot do what you need to do without the grace of God. Grace is what empowers you to accomplish. Now, are you noticing that you need grace in your life? How do you get more grace? Because you can receive more grace. The Bible says he giveth more grace. Okay, God giveth more grace. First Peter chapter 5. Likewise, ye younger, submit yourselves unto the elder. Ye, all of you be subject one to another and be clothed with humility. For God resisteth the proud and giveth grace to the humble. He giveth what? Grace to the humble. He gives grace. God is a giver of grace. Now, how does God give you grace? How does God give you grace? Through knowledge of Jesus Christ. Knowledge of Jesus Christ or knowledge of God. The more you increase, not knowledge of books, not knowledge of chemistry, not knowledge of um, pathology, not knowledge of physics, not knowledge of ro romance novels, not knowledge of Twitter, not knowledge of Facebook, but the knowledge of God. It is, the no it is an increase in the knowledge of God that brings you increase in grace. So you want your business to go to the next level, you need grace. You want, you want your life to go to the next level, you need grace. That's what you need. That's the first thing you need in your, in your life. To be able to move to the next level. Stagnation is, is demonic. You are not supposed to be stagnant in life. No. Refuse to be stagnant. If you check your life and you realize that nothing has changed in the last three years, in the last one year, in the last six months, there's something wrong. You should not be happy. 
you must be increasing. Upgraded on every side. Upgraded in your marriage. Loving your wife in a better way than you, you were before. Loving your children in a better way than you, you, you were before. That is what I'm talking about. Upgraded. More results. You can produce more results. How do you produce more results? Through grace. How do you get more grace? Knowledge. Knowledge of Jesus Christ. The more of him you know, the more you grow. The more you increase. The more you increase. Hallelujah. Do you like what I'm saying? Grace and peace be multiplied unto you through the knowledge of God and through the knowledge of Jesus Christ. You want peace? Don't you want peace? Yeah. Peace is called the work of righteousness, the fruit of righteousness. The fruit of righteousness is peace. Okay? Hebrews chapter 12. Let me show it to you. Hebrews chapter 12, verse 11. It's now not, I don't know if you've ever heard of the fruits of righteousness. It's, it's, you, you, your giving is what brings you, it makes you bear fruits of righteousness. Okay? Your giving makes you bear fruits. 2 Corinthians 9 from verse 8. He says, and God is able to make all grace abound toward you. Have you seen it? God is able to, after you have given this, God is able to make all grace abound toward you. That you always have, you always having all sufficiency and in all things may abound to every good work. Next verse. As it's written, he has dispersed abroad, he has given to the poor, his righteousness remaineth forever. Have you seen it? Then it says, Now he that measures seed to the sower, both minister bread for your food, and multiply your seed sown, and increase the fruit of righteousness. Now, what is the fruit of your righteousness? That, that's what I'm trying to answer for you. Philippians chapter 1, verse 9, also talks about the fruit of righteousness. 9, 10. Philippians chapter 1, verse 9. Sometimes when we hear fruit of righteousness, you are, you are wondering, how, what is the meaning of the fruit of righteousness? Is it that I'll become, I'll increase in righteousness? That's not what he's talking about. Okay? And this I pray that your love may abound yet more and more in knowledge and in all judgment. Next verse. That you may approve things that are excellent, that you may be sincere and without offense to the day of Christ. Verse 11. Being filled with the fruits of righteousness, which are by Jesus Christ, unto the glory and praise of God. Have you seen it? So now, what is the fruit of righteousness? What is it? Hebrews chapter 12, verse 11. Now, no chastening for the present seemeth to be joyous, but grievous. Nevertheless, afterward, it yielded the peaceable fruits of righteousness. So the fruit of righteousness is peace. Unto them which are exercised thereby. If you read in Isaiah, he talks about the work of righteousness shall be peace. Look at Isaiah 32, 17. And the work of righteousness shall be what? The products. The fruit, work is fruits. Without work, you will not produce fruit. Is it true? So the work or the fruit of righteousness shall be peace. And the effect of righteousness, quietness and assurance forever. Which is peace. Quietness and assurance forever is peace. Are you seeing it? There's another one in James. James 3.18. Look at James 3.18. He says, For the And the fruit of righteousness is sown in peace of them that make peace. Have you seen it? The fruit of righteousness is what? It's sown in peace. What? Every fruit comes with seeds. Okay? The fruits and the seeds are not different. So he says the fruit of righteousness is sown, the seed of the fruit of righteousness is sown in peace of them that make peace. So basically what I'm trying to let you know is that the, the fruit of righteousness is peace. Hallelujah. Now, what is peace? Peace is peace that produces prosperity. Shalom, shalom. Thou shalt keep him in perfect peace whose mind is stayed on you. 
Jesus said, my peace I give to you. Not as a word giver, give I unto you. My peace. There was a day Jesus was in the boat. There was a storm and he was asleep. But we thought I was talking about it on Friday. Jesus was asleep. Why? Because he had peace. Even in the midst of the storm. Hallelujah. Now, peace is in various dimensions of your life. You can have peace of mind. It's a blessing to have peace of mind. Because some people don't have peace of mind. I tell you. Some people can't sleep. Some people need to pop pills to be able to sleep. Now, God can give you peace. It's the work of righteousness. Okay? The fruit of righteousness. The fruit of your righteousness is in peace. He can give you peace of mind. He can also give you peace in your body. There's peace in body. When your body is, there's no pain. Everything is fine. Your liver is functioning right. Your lungs are functioning right. Your blood is flowing right. No cancer. No diabetes. No hypertension. No, no, no nothing. You have peace in your body. He can give you peace in your pocket as well. There's peace in your pocket. Financial peace. Where you don't have to do, you don't have to tighten your belt in order to survive. When four prices are increased, you get angry at the four, four station. Or you get angry in the torture. My friend, what do you mean? Why, why, why have you? The last time I came yesterday was just seven, seven cities, 15 pesos. How come it's now nine cities? I will not pay. You take your shirt off and you're fighting with the mate. You don't have peace in your pocket. That is why you fight. I see what I'm talking about. Yeah? He can give you peace in your relationship. Now, how does peace, how is peace multiplied to you? Second chapter 1, verse 2. Grace and peace be multiplied unto you how? Through knowledge. The more of his knowledge you have, the more knowledge you have of him, the more peace you have on every sphere of your life. Pocket, mind, body, relationships, work with your boss, every, everywhere. Peace. Peace. Oh, hallelujah. I don't know if you like what I'm telling you. So you can't underestimate the knowledge of God. It's not possible. Throw it away, you are throwing a lot of things away. You are throwing your ability away. You are throwing your peace away. Yes. You are throwing your, your light away. You are throwing a lot of things away. Hallelujah. So the knowledge of God is what makes you, is what empowers you to produce results. Knowledge of God acted upon. Knowledge of God acted upon. Look at James chapter 1. Let me show you something you can act on. James chapter 1 verse 2. Look at James chapter 1 verse 2. My brethren, count it all joy when you fall into diverse temptations. Look at the Amplified. See, this is the knowledge of God, right? This is the Bible, knowledge of the word of God. Now, he's telling you what to do when you go through problems. Consider it wholly joyful. My brethren, whenever you are enveloped in, a, in or encounter trials of any sort or fall in, into various temptations, just consider it wholly joyfully, joyful, my brethren. In other words, celebrate when you go through problems. He didn't say you will not go through. Ask for the problems you will go through. Christianity is not absorbing you from problems. Challenges will come. But how you behave in a challenge is different if you're a Christian. Who knows God's word? God did not catch Daniel when they were throwing him to the den of lions. The lions that he did, he didn't catch him. He allowed him to fall into the, the, the lions and he fell into it. So you two, you fall into things. Hey. But the difference is that you, you, you are different. Jesus is in you. The Holy Ghost is in you. 
David said, yea, though I walk through the valley of the shadow of death, I will fear no evil. He walked through the valley of the shadow of death. Though I walk through the valley of the shadow of death, I walk through it, but I will fear no evil. Yes. He says, if you go through the fire, it shall not burn you. You will go through the fire, but it shall not burn you. If you go through the waters, it shall not drown you. You will go through the waters, but you will not be drowned. As you are going through the waters, you are rejoicing. Do the word. Find the knowledge of God's word and do it. Yes. What I'm going to is this rejoice evermore. Yes. And again, I say rejoice. 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 Tell me about rejoice. So trouble number one. Trouble number one. Rejoice. What is trouble number one? Maybe your wife left you. Rejoice. Hey. I saw a video recently of a man whose wife was leaving him and he was crying. The man was crying. Are you leaving me? Why are you leaving me? And the wife left. When the wife left, he started rejoicing. Yay! <laughs> and the woman heard him outside and came back and said, I'm not leaving you again. You, when I was leaving you, you didn't, you didn't, you didn't beg me well. You are rejoicing. I'm, I've come back. Hey! <laughs> Hallelujah. Joy number two. Problem number two. You failed in your exam. Rejoice! Problem number three. Man, no money in your pocket. What do you do? You see, so if, if you are not practicing, if you are not practicing the, the real life of God there, eh, you will be so sad. Listen, life, man, eh, life comes with problems. There are problems in life, oh. Yeah. Even Jesus himself mentioned it. John chapter 15. That's what? Last verse of John chapter 15. Jesus said that in this world, you shall have many problems, many troubles. But cheer up. Rejoice. Why? Because I have overcome the world. John 16, 1633. These things have I spoken unto you that in me you might have peace. In the world you shall have tribulation. But be of good cheer. I have overcome the world. He says, in the world you shall have what? Tribula- the word tribulation is problems. Let's, let's read it probably in the Amplified. Precious. I have told you these things so that just I have told you this. I've, I've given you my word. Okay? I've given knowledge of me so that you may have perfect peace and confidence. This is my message. Perfect peace and confidence. In the world, you will have tribulation and trials and distresses and frustration. You will have, you have, yeah, pressings. The, the, the Greek word is slipsis. Yeah, pressings, harshness, things, problems. Your, your boss will like to do something to you. Yeah. It is not news. The problem is not news. Eh? The lecture trying to sleep with you is not news. It is, it, that, is how, that is how life is. That is how some lecturers are. <laughs> Your application for the job being refused is not news. That is how life is. Life is not fair. That's how life is. You can make it fair. So God gives you the responsibility of making life fair for you. How? Through the knowledge of his word. Through the knowledge of his word. You are coming to marry and then your beloved leaves you. There is no need to cry. That is how life is. Understand? Hello? 
Now, what you do in the problem makes all the difference. What you do in the problem, if you don't understand that problems come for us to change them and overcome them, you, 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 may, you may cry all the time. You will not understand. Your life will be full of tears. All the time you will be crying. Jesus said, listen, in this world you shall have tribulation and trials and distress and frustration. But be of good cheer, take courage, be confident, certain and undaunted. For I have overcome the world, I have deprived it of power to harm you and have conquered it for you. So what should you do? When you are fighting a battle, when you are watching a dead match, what do you do when they score your team? You don't try. The fact that they score your team does not make any difference. You know that at the end of the day, Ronaldo scored four goals. Hey! Are you in the church? No. All the anti-Ronaldo fans are not happy, but it's still fine. Let me use the other person. Maybe they have scored your team five. You know that Messi will score seven at the end of the day. Hey, some of you don't like Messi, you don't like Ronaldo. So who do you like? Chelsea. You like Jesus Christ. We all like Jesus Christ, my friend. <laughs> Only that day. As I wonder, the Lord is watching you. Hallelujah. Rejoice evermore. Rejoice again, I say, rejoice. Don't let anything destabilize your peace. The more the storm, the more you enter the word. As a storm is blowing, you open your, you open the Bible and you start, you start reading it. You get more, more knowledge of God's word, more knowledge of Jesus, more knowledge of God, and you will sail through. What everybody says is a limitation will be a limitation for you. Why? Because you have extra information. You have information that nobody else has. You have seen the future. It can only get better. It can only get better. It can only get brighter. Why? The Holy Ghost is inside you. You are in the kingdom of God. You have arrived in the kingdom of God. The Bible says the kingdom of God is not in meat and drink. Romans chapter 14, verse 17. The kingdom of God is not in meat and drink, but the kingdom of God is righteousness. Peace and joy in the Holy Ghost. So no matter what is going on, I've got joy. I have joy. I have joy in the Holy Ghost. I have joy in the Holy Ghost. Yeah, count it all joy. It's something you can practice. Count it all joy. Count it all joy. No matter what's going on, you count it joy. I can never go down. I can never go down. I can never be drowned. Even though you go through the fire, you shall not be bent. Yes. Oh. Are you a Christian? No, no more sadness for you. If you're a child of God, no more sadness. Why? Because of the word. I know the word. I know what God says. I win at the end of the day. I win all the time. No matter what is going on, I win. Yeah. If the doctors told you, you have, you have some strange sickness, start laughing. Start, start, start laughing. Rejoice. The sickness will say, hey, my friend, why are you not afraid of me? Yeah, I'm not afraid of you. Isaiah 43, verse 2. Look at it, Isaiah 43, verse 2. He says, when you pass through the waters, as for the waters, you will pass through. But when you pass through the waters, I will be with you. And through the rivers, they will not overwhelm you. Rivers. Rivers. When you walk through the fire, you will not be burned or scorched. Nor will the flame kindle upon you. The flame will not kindle upon you. It will not, there will be a flame, but it will not do anything for, to you. You walk through the flame, but it won't hurt you. 
Are you in the church? Yeah. Yeah. It will be air conditioned, I tell you. So don't run away from problems. Problems, changing problems in access is our specialty. We, we have a God who calls light out of darkness. He causes the, the darkness to produce light. That's the God that we said. Yes. But if you don't know, you can be a Christian and not know what I'm telling you about now. You may know it, but then you don't use it. When the problem comes, <laughs> Lord, why? Why, Lord? I thought you said you'd never leave me or forsake me. But you're forsaking me, Lord. You can cry till tomorrow comes. Nothing is going to change. He showed you what to do when trial comes. He says, Rejoice. 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 Are you see what I'm talking about? Cheer up, overcome the world. Cheer up. In the midst of the problem, it says, Cheer up. It's a difficult thing to do, but it says, Do it. Do it. Cheer up. Yeah. Don't, don't put problems. You are carrying the world every time you are doing this. Hmm. Hmm. You are changing your style. Boys are bro. This world. Hey! If I knew that this is how life was, I would not have grown up. Stop saying things that are not. It's not scripture. It's not. It's anti anti God. Anti anti word. Hmm? Say the Holy Ghost is inside me. I will never go down. So I want to show you some things that our new birth does for us. Okay? When you become born again, there are things that you come into a place. Okay? You come into a place, a new place, a new, an entirely different place. And you, you must see what, has, what you have come into. You must see where you have arrived. If you don't see and consider and Take advantage of the knowledge of God that you have, that has been given to you. It will elude you. And God doesn't want you to elude you. That's why I'm talking. That's why He's letting me talk to you. Okay? Yes. So important. Look at Philemon 1 6. This is Paul praying for Philemon. Okay? If you read the verse before, look at verse, verse 5. It says, Hearing of your, your go up, go to 4. I thank my God, making mention of you always in my prayers. So Paul was praying for him. He says, I thank my God always for you, making mention of you in my prayers. Hearing, what am I praying for? I heard of your love and faith, which you have toward the Lord Jesus and toward all saints. It's when I heard that you, were, you had love for Jesus and for his saints and for the children of God, I decided to pray for you. You know, there are people who stay you up to pray for them. Because they are doing so well. They are, they, are, they are growing. They are growing. They are allowing the word of God to make a change in their lives. When you don't allow the word of God to make a change in your life, it becomes difficult for us to pray for you. Because you've been, you've been with us for a year, for two years, for six months, for three months, and you, nothing is happening. You are giving the word of God, and you throw it away. When we give it to you, throw it away. Give it to you. We, 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 we give you the best of the best of meals, spiritual meals. You, you receive it, you look at it, and then you throw it away. You don't inspire for others to pray for you. But the more you, you take it, the more you eat the word, the more you inspire us to pray for you. So Paul's saying that I, I, I'm inspired because I've heard of your love and your faith 
which you have toward the Lord Jesus and toward our all saints. Then he shows us his prayer content, what he was praying for. He says, I pray that the communication of your faith, the participation of your faith, your faith, the productivity of your faith, or the fruitfulness of your faith, your faith can produce results. Without faith, it's impossible to please God. Everyone who works with God must know that you need faith to work with God. Christianity is a work of faith. It is one of the most essential aspects of our lives. Faith. The just shall live by faith. My righteous one shall live by faith. That's what the Bible says. Are you interested in seeing where that is? Okay. Hebrews chapter 10, verse 38. Hebrews 10, 38. It's amplified. It's supposed to be King James. Now the just shall live by faith. Have you seen it? Who is the just? I've told you today. Who is the just? Who? The righteous ones, right? Who is the righteous one? How do you become righteous? Through the new birth, right? When you become born again, you are made the righteous of God in Christ Jesus. That's how you become righteous. Not by works. You become righteous by Jesus. Our righteousness is a person. His name is Jesus Christ. That is how you become righteous. Then it says, my righteous ones shall live. This is how my righteous ones live. My righteous ones shall live by faith. It's like saying, my righteous ones shall live by food. Or people shall live by food. Without food, you can't live. Is it true? I mean, the first thing has made you notice that you need, you need the Holy Ghost to get strength to be able to move through the day. Yeah. Look at 2 Corinthians 5, verse, verse 7. 2 Corinthians 5, 7. Look at it. It says, for we walk by faith. Not by sight, not by sensory perceptions. As a Christian, we walk by something called faith. Okay? By faith. What is faith? Faith is, I can't see it with my physical eyes. But because God has said it in his word, I believe it and that settles it. So I make, act, I act because of what God has said in his word. That's faith. Faith says, what God has said, I believe. Therefore, what God says I am, I am. What God says I can do, I can do. Where God says I can go, I can go. You see, because God says it. Let God be true and all men be lies. God's word is more true than any other book you can read. The Bible is more true. It's more real. God's words are more real than any book you can read. So living by the word, okay, is faith. The Bible says, without faith, it's impossible to please God. So Paul is saying that, listen, I'm praying that your faith will be more effective. Your faith will produce more results. You will see the reality of your faith. Or what you are believing God for, you will see it. You will see it happening in your life practically. That's what he's saying in the other place. Philemon 1.6. six says, I'm praying that the effectiveness of your faith, the communication of your faith, the sharing of your faith, the participation of your faith, or the fruitfulness of your faith may become effectual or effective. You have more results through faith. Hallelujah. When you are trusting God for your health and you speak concerning your health because God says that by his stripes you are healed. You have results. 
without having to contact medicine. How would that happen? By acknowledging every good thing which is in you in Christ Jesus. It says your faith will become more effective. The participation or the fruitfulness of your faith will become more effective. How? By the acknowledging of every good thing that is in you. Where? In Christ Jesus. In Christ Jesus, there are some good things that are in you. And he says, you, you will go from one level of glory to another. You become more effective. You go higher and higher by acknowledging. What does it mean to acknowledge? Let's check in the dictionary what it means to acknowledge. To recognize as true, as real. That's basically what it means. It means to recognize. Recognize what you have. Recognize where you are. Recognize the environment you have been placed in. How many of you want your faith to produce more results? Yeah, more results. More results. More effective. Sharper. Yeah. Producing more. If it is finances, you are producing more finances by faith. Not by working. Not by wages and salary only. I'm not saying you shouldn't work. Work is important. But through faith, you can have more. You can do more. Do you understand? Yeah. What does it mean? Acknowledge. Acknowledge. Accept or admit the existence or truth of. Accept or what? Admit. Or admit the existence of what? Or truth of. Or truth of something. If I come and I don't mind you, I come here, you are sitting here. Let's say you are my wife. I come, I don't mind you. I come home, I don't mind you. I go to the kitchen. You say, you say oh, hello, honey, you are welcome back. I don't mind you. And I go to the kitchen. I take my food, eat. We are, we are talking, and I'm not minding you. How will you feel? How will you feel? No, you, it, it will be very some way. It will be very, very some way. Yeah. So, God is saying, acknowledge, you have a gold mine within. There's a gold mine within. If you are born again, eh, you have been born into a place where in you, there are so, there's a gold mine. What you need for your life is not out there. It's actually in here. What you need for your success is not out there. It's in here. Your confidence in what you have is what puts you over. Your confidence in what you have. Knowledge of what you have and having confidence in the fact that I have this is what puts you over. Hallelujah. He wants you to know what is in you, in Christ. When we get born again, we arrive in a place called Christ. If you are born again, you are in a certain place called Christ. That's the, Christ is not only a person. Christ is a person. Christ is, the, Christ is an anointing or the anointing. Christ is also a place. And by virtue of the new birth, we come into this place. So he says, every good thing that is in you, in Christ. In Christ. There are good things in you. Look at 2 Corinthians 5.17. It says, if any man be in Christ, if any man arrives in Christ, he's a new creature. He's a new creature. All things are passed away. Then it says, behold, all things have become new. And all these new things are of God. That's the next verse. And all things are of God. Who has reconciled us 
to himself. So God has placed a lot of things inside you in Christ. If you are born again, now you are in Christ. If you are not born again, you are outside of Christ. I'm not talking about you. But if you are born again, if you are not born again, you need to give your life to Christ because life only starts when you get born again. The born again experience what brings you in God, into Christ. For you to start functioning right. If you are not, if you are outside of Christ, you are just existing. Like any other thing. You are a living thing. You are just like any thing around. But when you get born again, you become alive to God. You become alive to the fatherhood of God. Are you in the church? All things are of God. All these new things are of, of God. If anyone being Christ, he is a new creature. He is a new creature. He is a new species, a new type of person. A new manner. You are not like the old man. He says you have become a new man. And in this new man are things. All that new man needs for his life. And for his godliness, for his, for his existence has been placed in him. Go back to 2 Peter chapter 1. We read verse 1 and verse 2. Now let's read verse 3 and verse 4. He says, according as his divine power, God's divine power has acted on your behalf and has given unto us all things that pertain unto life and godliness. He's given us all things that pertain to life and godliness. Then he says, through knowledge. In other words, through knowledge of what you have, you become a participator of things that he has given to you. According as divine power has given unto us, all things that pertain unto life and godliness. Through the knowledge of him, through the knowledge of him who has called us unto glory and virtue. Who is the one who has called us unto glory and virtue? Jesus Christ. God himself. Right? It is the more you focus on what he has given to you, the more you do well. Wow. Let's read the Amplified of this. This is so important. Sometimes you meet Christians who are looking for everything. They are looking for help from everywhere. Oh, can you do this for me? Can you do that for me? If only I had an uncle who could make a call. If only I had this, who can do that? If only I had... If only. If only. Yes. Look at this one. His life is going well. Mine is not going well. You see, you are different. You are different. You are not like that person. If you try to do it, you see, you got born again. Maybe you shouldn't have. If you wanted to do it another way. Oh, no. Truth be told. Maybe you, should, you shouldn't have been born again. Now that you are born again, there's a way God wants you to go. There's a way that you are destined to go. How do you kill fishes? Do you kill a fish by pointing machine guns into the river? Or into the sea and shooting them? Do you kill a fish by using grenade? And then throw it into the, the sea. Boom, boom, boom. Is that what you do? What all you need to do to kill a fish is to bring him out of his habitat where he's born. That's all you need to do. If you bring him out of where he's born, give it some few seconds. You see him dancing. You will shake it like that. You will not die immediately. It will not die immediately. But after some few seconds, few minutes, it will die. First Peter chapter 1 verse 23 lets you know that you are born of the word. Living outside the word of God is not an option for you. So all Christians who are trying very hard to live outside the word of God are on a journey to failure. On a journey to death. Listen, if you read the Old Testament, eh, you will see Israel handpicked by God, chosen by God. You will see God choosing Israel for himself. Okay? Out of the whole world. 
the rest of the world, idols. Serving idols. They had, first of all, they had kings and they had idols. And they were prospering by their kings and their idols. But God chose Israel and said that Israel is mine. And Israel said, we like you that you have chosen us. Because Israel started seeing the rulership of God on their lives and on their behalf. Kingdoms will gather against Israel and God will fight for, their, for, for them. In Hezekiah's time, so many, hundreds of thousands of people gathered against Israel. About 250,000 people gathered against Israel. They prayed to God. When the enemies woke up, 180,000 of them had died without any human agent. 180,000, 185,000 actually died. The enemy. When they woke up, most of them had died. They just took their tools and went back to their house. There was no fight. There were times where they'll be fighting. People come against God. God will allow the sun to stop and the moon to stop for Israel to win. I mean, supernatural things. And Israel knew that as long as they followed the Lord and not get a king or get into idol worship, God will be on their behalf. That is how they were supposed to succeed. That is why when David decided to follow God with all of his heart, Israel had their best of time at that time. Best of time. David conquered all. During David's time, Syria was serving Israel. Lebanon was serving. Every nation around them was serving them. They were getting gold. That's why Solomon could have 6,000 tons of gold coming to Israel every year. Do you understand 6,000 tons? Or you, or you don't understand? One ton is, is a big deal. 6,000 tons. It's a very, very big deal. One, one ton is what? 1,000 kilograms. So 6,000 tons is what? 50 kilograms is one cement bag. One cement bag. So it's 6 million kilograms. So 6 million divided by 50. That would be 300,000. So we are talking about 300,000 bags of cement as gold coming to Israel every year. Year after year. No. That is gold that rings as what tiles. One kg of gold is $56,444. Wow. Times what? Times six million. <laughs> the calculator can't calculate. The calculator error. No, it's it was serious. Every year. A someone ruled Israel for more than thirty-five years. Every year. Hmm? Now, the weight of gold that came to Solomon in one year was 603 score and six talents of gold. It was 66 talents of gold. I don't know what that would mean. 66 talents of gold. 666 talents of gold. It's, it was too much. So much gold. Gold what? Gold. It was not a small thing. Why? Because Israel was following their methods, their habitats, where they have been born. In, in the presence of God, follow me and I'll make you. We were following him and he was making them. After Solomon, they started doing all kinds of things. Solomon was who started. He married women who were not supposed to be married by Israel. He started with it. And they led his heart away from God. He started building things for idols. 
Why were they into idol? Why were they getting into idol worship? Because idol worship was outside of Israel. Do you see? And those outside of Israel were also prospering, but not by God, but by idols. I don't know if you get it. So Israel felt that ah, this is a better way, it's an easier way of going about it. So they brought idols into Israel and to Jerusalem. Guess what? They were the Bible says that they were delivered onto the atmosphere. Israel kept reducing like this, going down and down. If you like read Kings, by second Kings, end of second Kings, Israel did not exist anymore. Judah did not exist. They didn't exist. They were scattered. They were in other places. The whole nation of Israel had been taken over. And Israelites were now slaves. They were slaves in other people's lands. Those who were born free were now slaves in other places. Why? Because they decided not to go the way they were supposed to, the way they were born to go. That's how a Christian, that's how a Christian's life will go. If he decides to do it outside of God, he decides to do it like the world, like everybody's doing. You, are, you have made a very big mistake. You don't know. Yes, read, you'll be surprised. These same people who had so much gold coming into their country. There was so much gold that they used silver for, silver was so cheap, they used it for pavement blocks in Israel during Solomon's time. This, okay, 25 tons of gold. So it's not 6,000. 25 tons. Even that one still. So let, let's calculate 25 tons for one year. NLT gives us a figure. 25 tons. Uh-huh. That's 25,000 kilograms. Okay? Times what? 1.4 billion dollars every year. That is the gold aspect. And amazingly, Solomon was also into trade. Solomon did imports, imports and exports. So Solomon was importing horses, importing certain types of horses, certain types of chariots for other kings. You couldn't get it anywhere apart from Solomon. Read, you'd be surprised. There was prosperity. Why? God. They were doing it God's way. Then, after Solomon, they started doing it by idol worship, by the way everybody does it. What's idol worship in our time? Waking up in the morning and taking your phone and checking what's on WhatsApp, what's on Instagram, and going by what's happening. Listen, going by what is happening in the world, like the, the trends. Okay, the trade, if you are doing forex trade, okay, this is what's going on. Let's invest it, let's invest You will lose a lot of money. No, everybody can gain. The others will gain by you. You realize they are not gaining. I don't, I don't know if you've noticed. Have you noticed? Because of where you are born, you are God's. God has, God has, God has chosen you for himself. You are different. You are different. Someone will take that drug and be fine. You will take it and realize that you are not fine. Why? You're, you are not to depend on that. Asa, king of Israel, depended on, on, the, on, the, on the drugs and on the doctors. And he didn't mind God, so he died. There are so many examples in the Bible. So many. Decide that you are going to do it by the way you have been called to do it. You are born with the word. Living outside of the word is a no-go area for you. Are you a child of God? If you're a child of God, stay in the word. Stay in the word. Do it by the word. Acknowledge every good thing that is inside you in Christ Jesus. Let me mention one of the things that are in you in Christ Jesus. Okay? I'm talking about the power of the new birth. The power of the new birth. If you focus on what has happened to you, you will have results. You will produce results. If you focus on what has come into you, you will produce so much results. 
So much research acknowledge every good thing that is in you in Christ Jesus. That is what will cause you to be effective. That is what will cause you to produce results. Before David knew how to fight, but when a war breaks out, you ask God, what should I do? Should I go or shouldn't I go? They are coming to kill you. You are asking, should I go or should I not go? Why? That is how we do it. That is how it is done. You talk to the Holy Ghost before you take certain steps. That's how we do it. The Holy Spirit will tell you, go. But don't face them like this. Face them from the side. And when he faces them from the side, he kills all of them. He does what God says you should do. Yeah. That is our life. You will never be poor in your life. Say, I'll never be poor in my life. So let me show you one of that one, just one. I have 15. 15 different things that I knew in Christ Jesus. And it's, it's just not exhaustive. It's just a tip of the iceberg. There are more. In Christ. Now that you are in Christ, there's so much more. So much more. Let me show you one. One, the, one of the major things that has happened to you in Christ, in this place that you have arrived for Christ, is that you have become a son or a daughter of God. Major thing. Let me talk about it for just a few minutes. You have become. You have become. It's not a lie. It is not um, it's not a dream or an imagination. It's a reality. You have become a son or a daughter of God. What would you do if you were the son of a Kufadu right now? Son of the president. What would you do? Can you understand what I'm saying? Okay. What if you were the son of Bill Gates? Dangote. What if you are the son of Dangote? What would you do? Would you be moving and crying because um, a certain lady said no to you? Will you do that? Will you be crying because they refused your job? They, they, they refused your application. You were applying to a certain place and they refused your you see, your mistake was that you didn't know who your father was, so you applied. You shouldn't have applied. I was talking to your father. That was a mistake. The, the application was a mistake. That's why they refused you. Thank God, your father, you're applying for what? <laughs> they will call you that. Oh, I want you to come and work with us. Kelo Balabashadaba. Child of the Most High. Listen, you may know it, but you may not be acting on it. You may not be using it. You forgot it. Man has one problem. Do you want to know man's problem? Man has, say man has only one problem. Only three people are saying it. Say man has only one problem. Do you want to know? Forgetfulness. Man forgets. Man forgets. Do you remember how you lived your life on um, 13 September 2021? Today is 18th. Today is 19th, sorry. So how, you've lived 13 September already. So do you remember how you lived 13 September? What, what is the date? What was the, it was a Monday. That was last Monday, right? So how did you live your life on Monday? What did you do on Monday? Just this past Monday. Anybody to help us with that? Even if you keep a diary. Even if you keep a diary. You can't keep everything. Do you remember the time you woke up on Monday? 
What time you went to bed? What time you brushed your teeth? Even what food you ate? The food you knew you, you ate. You don't remember. We fasted, but you, ate, you, you, broke, you broke the fast or you fasted throughout the day. What did you eat, break your fast with? Jollof. You are sure? <laughs> you only eat jollof. If you only eat one food, you always remember what you eat. You don't even remember the dress you're wearing. Man, that's man's problem. Forgetfulness. We even forget our past. Do you remember 17th August 2015? You don't remember. Even last year was a problem. You'll be surprised that even two days ago was a pro- it's a problem. You may not be. Yesterday, you may be surprised that you wouldn't remember what you were wearing last Sunday. What were you wearing last Sunday? You have to think. Your eyes will have to go up. Do you remember? I remember. I just remembered mine. Yes. I was wearing white. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Hallelujah. Forgetfulness. See, forgetfulness is a problem of man. He doesn't want you to forget his word. If you forget his word, you are in trouble. That's, that's man's problem. That's why he advises us to meditate. Because meditating refreshes your mind all the time. Refreshes your mind all the time. So that you know it all the time. You remember. It's unrighteousness to forget. Now, reason we forget. So when you know it, use it. Don't forget it. You know you are a son of God. Use it. Call upon that particular asset that you have in Christ. It's an asset you have. I'm a child of God. This is not supposed to happen to me. I'm a child of God. This is not supposed to happen to me. I'm the son of the most high God. I do not fail. Failure may be staring at you in your face. You call to remembrance what you are in Christ. In Christ, you are a son or a daughter of God. Therefore, you are privileged. You are part of the privileged few. You are privileged. You are not part of the masses. You are out of the masses. The creator of the whole universe is now your father. Call on it. Use it for yourself. Let it encourage you and let it change your world by remembering. John chapter 1 verse 11. Look at John 1 11. He says, Jesus came to his own and his own received him not. But as many, as many, say as many, but as many as received him, to them he gave the power to become the sons and daughters of God. Even to them that believe on his name. You believe in his name? I have news for you. You are now his son or you are his daughter. First John chapter 3 verse 1. Behold, what manner of love the Father has bestowed upon us. First John 3 1. That we should be called the sons of God. Brother, sister, we are the sons of God. We are the children of God. We are the daughters of God. God himself is the one who has given birth to you. Are you born again? God brought you into existence. You are gods. You are for God. Hmm? Behold. Look. He's saying, look. Remember. Look with the eye of the spirit. Behold what man of love the Father has bestowed upon us. So lavishly placed upon us that we should be called the sons of God. And he says, therefore, the world knoweth us not. Nobody outside, this, outside of you will know that you are a child of God by looking at your skin, color, or your head, or whatever. They will know, nobody knows. But you will know. You know. 
says, therefore, the one who has passed. Why? Because he knew him not. When Jesus also came on earth, Jesus was the, the literal son of God, the, the literal God himself, come in flesh. They didn't receive him. If they didn't receive him, because he looked like that, he looked like he had a nose like they did, two eyes, a, a, a mouth, two limbs, everything was just like any human being. But he was different. It was God, tabernacled in flesh, moving around. And nobody, they didn't know. Just a few people know, knew. Are you in the church? So you two, don't count on others to know what you have become. They may not receive you, but remember who you have become. Remember it and use it for yourself. If you are rejected, tell the person, you don't, maybe you don't know who I am. You'll hear from my father soon. I'm going to tell him I'll be back. And you tell your father, Father, look at them. I applied to this job and they have refused me, your son, your daughter. Over to you. Please put them on your shadow. Sort them out for me. Thank you, Father, in Jesus' name. And start rejoicing. Start rejoicing. Start rejoicing. And watch him work for you. Are you in the church? Are these things true? They are true. They are true. You, you, you have to believe them. You are a child of God. I'm a child of God. I'm a son. I'm a daughter of God. Yeah. Look at the next verse. Verse 2. Beloved, now, not tomorrow, now, are we the sons of God. Beloved, now, not tomorrow, not three days from now, not when you are good enough, not when you are powerful enough, not when you have stopped doing some foolish things. It's now, beloved, now, are we the sons of God. And it does not yet appear what we shall be, but we know that when he shall appear, we shall be like him, for we shall see him as he is. There's a day coming when this mortal will, will be taken away and the real last will come out. But don't wait for that day before you know you're a child of God. Right now you are. Now are we the sons of God. Now are we the sons and daughters of God. First John 4, 4. He says, ye are of God, little children. You are of God, little children. And have overcome them. Have overcome all that is in this world. Why? Because greater is he that is in you than he that is in the world. You are of God. The word you are of God means you originate from God. You hail from God. You hail from God. See, I hail from God. I don't know about you, but that tickles my fancy. That, that, that sparks me on. It, 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 it turns me on. If God is my father, what, what can't I do? The, the question is, what can't I do? You start, it starts making you think. What, what, so what, what does it mean? What does it mean for God? To, what does it mean for me to be a son or a daughter of God? What does it mean? He says you can do all things through Christ. Yes. It's not, it's not, it's not twinkle, twinkle, little stars. If you see that twinkle, twinkle, little stars, it will be twinkle, twinkle, little stars for you. It is not. It's a reality. It's a reality. Now that you are born again, God is now your father. James chapter 1, verse 18. Look at James 1, 18. Of his own will, of God's own will, he gave birth to us. He begat us with the word of truth. He gave it to us with the word of God that we should be a kind of first fruit of his creatures. Brother, we are born of God. Say, I'm born of God. Say it again, I'm born of God. And whatsoever is born of God overcometh the world. 1 John 5, 4. Whatsoever. Not whosoever. Whatsoever. Everything that comes out of God overcomes this world. You have been born of God. It says, for whatsoever is born of God overcometh the world. Whatsoever. Whatsoever. 
whatsoever is born of God overcometh this world. So if if I touch something, I'm born of God. Whatever I touch now heals from me. It has to overcome this world. It has to succeed. Your success is in knowing that you are born of God. See, I'm born of God. Look at it. For whatsoever is born of God overcometh the world. And this is the vision of overcoming the world. Even our faith. How does your faith work? By acknowledging every good thing that is in you. What do you acknowledge? Acknowledge the fact that you are born of God. I'm born of God. When you wake up in the morning, you say to yourself, I'm born of God. I'm born of God. Why do you say to yourself? Because you may forget. Forgetfulness. You may forget. So you remind yourself of what you have become. Yeah. You remind yourself. I'm born of God. That is why we confess the word of God for ourselves. I'm born of God. I'm born of God. I'm a child of God. I'm a child of the Most High God. Yeah. I'm a child of the Most High God. You see, if your father, your natural father, did not give birth to you as a dog, when you came out of your mother, you didn't, came out, you didn't come out as a dog. Everything that begets, begets after its own likeness. So if God also begets, if God gives birth, he gives birth after his own likeness. So as you are sitting here, that was what Prophet Nick to talk about on Sunday, on, on Friday. As you are sitting here, why, what has happened to you? Are you, are you okay? Are you sure you are okay? You are sure you are okay? Can you understand what I'm saying? You are sure? Yeah. If a cat gives birth to a cat, and a dog gives birth to a dog, and a pig gives birth to a pig, a pig, not a crab. Then when God gives birth, what does he give birth to? This year of God. You hail all of God. Just imagine a lady, a young lady who understands that she's from God. And she is of God. And that she is God in this world. It sounds like blasphemy. But it's not. Your consciousness of the fact that you are of God or you are a child of God is what stabilizes your world. Psalm 82 from verse 1. God stands in the congregation of the mighty. He judges among the gods. Brothers explain that God is a title. Remember, those of you who missed the night, you have missed a lot. God is an office. It's an office that we occupy. Yes. And because you are born of that, that God, we occupy that same office. Are you in the church? Think like that. That is what will make you succeed, though. What you think about yourself makes all the difference. If you think you are not, you will be a bunch of nothingness. If you think you are something, you will be something. If you think you are poor, you will be very poor. If you think from where you have come from naturally, rather you, have, you are going nowhere to succeed. But when you think that you are a success, and that you are a bundle of success happening everywhere, everything I touch tells to go. That is exactly how it will become. What you are thinking up here makes all the difference. Someone can think and think and think and kill himself because of what's going on. He's not talking to anybody. What's going on in his head will cause him to kill himself. Someone can think. Someone wrote a book, Think and Grow Rich. What you think is what you become. If you think you're a sinner, you'll be a master producer of sin. But if you think that you're a child of God, 
and that you produce holiness. That's what you produce. You produce holiness wherever you go. God stands in the congregation of the mighty, the giant among the gods. And then he says to them, who are the gods? You and I. Next verse. He says, how long will you judge unjustly and accept the persons of the wicked? He says, how long will you judge unjustly? How long will you keep quiet or judge wrongly and accept the persons of the wicked? Next verse. Defend the poor. He says, you defend the poor and fatherless. Do justice to the afflicted and needy. Deliver the poor. You deliver the poor and needy. That is your responsibility. Why? Because you are the God in your environment. Deliver the poor and, and needy. Rid them out of the hand of the wicked. Rid them out of the hand of the wicked. Then he says, they know, they know not. This is what they can. This is what you can do. But he says, because you don't know, they know not. Neither will they understand. They don't want to understand. You want to understand? Get to the word. Listen to what I'm saying to you over and over and over again. You see, because you forget, we must listen over and over and over again. The more you listen, the more you remember. They know not, neither will they understand. They walk on in darkness. All the foundations of the earth are out of course. The foundations of your world will be out of course. If you don't remember that you're a child of God, always remember that you're a child of God. Say, I'm a child of God. I'm a son of God. I'm a daughter of God. Yeah? The Holy Ghost is in your life to remind you. That's, that's what the Holy Spirit is there for. To bear witness with you. Look at Romans 8, 16. Since the Spirit Himself beareth witness with our spirit that we are the children of God. That's what He's there for, to bear witness. If the Holy Spirit does, that is, his, that is one of His most important jobs in your life, to bear witness with you that truly you're a child of God. Truly you're a child of God. Truly you're of God. Truly. It's not false, it's true. It's true. You are not ordinary. You are not ordinary. Say, I'm not ordinary. Yeah. As a lady, you should know that you are not ordinary. If you know your value, if you know that you are of God, you, you know the value that is upon your life. You will not allow any young man to do anything to you. Yes. You, you should know the value you have. Yes. You have value. So much value. So much value. You are worth as much as the blood of Jesus. It took Jesus, it took God to exchange his life for you. That is how much of value you have. So he says, they know not, neither will they understand. They walk on in darkness. I have said that you are gods and that you are children of the most high. Then he says, but you shall die like men and like on the prince of the world. Why? Because they know not. Go back to that place. Psalm 82. Verse 5. Wow. Have you learned anything since I started talking? What have you learned? The child of God. Say, I'm a child of God. Remind yourself of it all. Yes. No, it is true. I've true the scriptures. How many scriptures have I given you? So many. But with respect to being a child of God, how many am I giving to you? Seven. Whatsoever is born of God. Say whatsoever is born of God. Overcome the world. I overcome the world. I overcome the world. Hallelujah. Last one. Galatians 4, 6 to 7. I'll give you one last scripture on the fact that you are son of God. And because you are sons and daughters, of course, because you are sons and daughters, God has sent forth the spirit of his son into your hearts, crying, Abba, Father. The word Abba is Father. See, because you are a son, if you receive the Holy Spirit, the Holy Spirit is a confirmation that you are a son. If you speak in tongues, you know, that the, you know the Holy Spirit. 
the fact that you know the Holy Spirit is confirmation that you are a son or a daughter of God. Because if you are not a son or a daughter, he will not give you his spirit. Because you are sons, God has sent forth the spirit of his son into your heart. Crying or saying, Father, Father to God. Calling God your father. Now God is your father. All that God owns is yours. An ordinary. Look at verse 7. Wherefore, thou art no more a servant. You are not a servant. But a son. And if a son, then an heir of God. Through Christ. You a son. See, I'm a son. See, I'm a daughter. Yeah. Knowledge of this. Knowledge of what you, what you are in Christ. Think from... This, this is how to think. Not thinking about your luck. Eh, you know... Life is not easy. Life is not fair. Everything I do, nothing I get. <laughs> Everything I do does not work. Don't talk like that. I thought you were a child of God. If you're a child of God, you talk differently. My father owns all things. Therefore, all things are mine. Yeah. I have my life made. Before I get there, it's already prepared for me. The queen's children are not struggling. They are not struggling. Effortless. Jesus said, The leaves of the field, they do not toil, neither do they spin. But your father has clothed them. How much more you? How much more you? Stop thinking about unnecessary things. Start focusing on, the, on, on, your, on, on your godhood, on what God has made, made you. That's what you should think about. That's what you should think about. Stop thinking about failure. I do this, it doesn't work. Start thinking that you're a child. I'm a child of God. Therefore, whatever I do will work. Whatever I touch will be blessed. In the name of the Lord Jesus. Wherever I go, I'm favored. Because I'm a child of God. I'm a child of God. I mean, if 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 that big man's child comes, that he's, he's favored. He's favored. He doesn't need to do much. All he needs to do is to have his surname, the father's surname. If he mentions his surname, Kofi Gates, he'll say, Ah, are you Bill Gates' son? Yes, I'm Bill Gates' son. Eh. Yes, I am. Okay, I saw you. I saw a picture of you and him the last time. Oh, oh you can come, you can come. Because the person knows that even through you, you can, he can be favored. Favoring you means his own favor. Tell me, child of God. God bless you for listening. We pray that the word of God will be rooted and grounded in your heart as you give attention to the word. Kindly follow Pastor T and Love Economy Church on all social networks for more of God's Word. Don't forget to subscribe to the Pastor T Podcast. Simply search for Pastor T on any podcast app, plug in, and enjoy God's Word. Visit our website at loveeconomychurch.org for more information. God bless.